Hello and welcome back to the Weights and Wine podcast. My name is Neta Veda. I am your host. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Neta, N-E-D-A, underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. And you can also slide into my Gmail and send me an email. (laughs) My email is netaveda, N-E-D-A-V-A-E-D-A at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, tips, tricks, anything, I love constructive criticism or any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Um, I did want to start this episode by just saying that I'm fully aware that the audio from last week's episode, the booty gains one, was a little weird for lack of a better word things were cut that shouldn't have been cut and things stayed that should have been cut so I'm still trying to figure out what went wrong there but if you listened to it and you enjoyed it thank you so much I hope you understood the gist of it because it really was one of my favorite episodes to record and maybe we'll do an updated one in the future but for now if you listen to it and support it thank you so much I appreciate it. And again, apologies in advance. This podcast is still pretty young, so we're figuring things out as we go. It's all a learning experience. So a little life update. I have a pretty big change happening in my life. I spoke about it on my first few episodes, how I am a teacher by day, and then I train clients in the afternoons and evenings. Moving forward, I have decided that right now where I am in life doesn't align with my goals. Um, And I'm talking about the standard classroom school setting of teaching. It was a difficult decision to make, but it's something that I've been thinking about for about a year now. So it definitely was not a rash overnight decision. I've been thinking about leaving teaching for a while. My conflict mainly just came from not only all the time and money I spent into getting my degrees and taking my tests and getting my certifications, but also just all the incredible students I had the pleasure of working with throughout the past six years. So between the students, some of my coworkers, admin, the parents, it was an incredible, incredible experience. And it's been very bittersweet. I've been a little off these past few days because I'm just coming to grips with it. And I didn't expect to get so emotional about it. Especially because, again, I knew it was coming for a while. But I guess just finally making that decision and knowing that, you know, it's uh, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. And if you went to Oneonta, you know who said that. (laughs) So since making that decision, my mental health has been a little all over the place. I'm pretty sad about it, but I know it's the right decision for me at this time. And the good thing is, at least the way I look at it, is that I can always go back to teaching in the future if that's what I feel is the right move. Um, I don't feel it's the right move to stay in it currently. So... My mental health has been a little staggered, I guess. And I think that's been affecting my workouts a lot. But, you know, we keep pushing through and it's it hasn't been an easy past few days, but I know it will get better. It's just coming to grips with that. 
and looking back at all the memories and I mean the students that I was so grateful to work with are truly some of the most amazing students and I know that when they get older they will do amazing things but yeah it's just a little bittersweet (laughs) um but in the good news I have been offered my dream position at a at leisure wear store that has the name of a fruit in it and that's pretty much all I'm gonna say about that it's my dream position and I'm excited it's a new change it's a new chapter in my life and I think that since I'm still relatively young I'm in my 20s now is the time to make these changes and this job aligns more with my health and fitness career that I have been expanding slowly but now that teaching which you know as you know teachers it's a huge I mean it's like a nine-to-five job for 10 months out of the year it's a huge commitment not having that anymore will definitely help me focus more on my health fitness career goals so it's all good things bittersweet but I am excited for this next chapter in my life so I can officially announce that I have a completely new career (laughs) I'm leaving the old one behind but you know it's I like to tell people I always use my teaching degree because no matter what you're doing at least in my field you are educating people it may not be teaching elementary students what 10 plus 10 is but you're still educating people Every single time I have a client and I'm training them, I'm educating them on some aspect of health and fitness. Same with creating content. You're educating the audience on what moves to do to grow your glutes, on why you're eating this in a day. So it's still the same concepts, just applied differently. And yeah, I just had to... I'm excited to announce that. Um... And I, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about leaving teaching. But again, it's all good things. It's what the universe wanted. I'm a huge believer in science from the universe. And I'm going to take that all to heart. So all good things. All right, jumping into the episode, we are talking macros 101. What are the macros? Why are they important? What are some examples of each? Why do you need all of them? And because this podcast is called Weights and Wine and we love a good balance of fun with life, we are also talking about alcohol, which is actually the fourth macronutrient. So let's jump into the basics. What are macros? The word macros is short for the word macronutrient. And macronutrients are the three categories of nutrients you eat that give you the most energy. So we all know calories equate to energy. These are the main categories that food can be comprised of to give you that energy. So the three different macros are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, aka carbs. And if you didn't hear my booty episode, this is a carb stan podcast. We love carbs here. All of these macronutrients are important because you need a balance of them to fuel your body and obtain energy. So they each give you energy in a different way. They each help your body function in a different way. So that's why it's really important to make sure you are getting all three of those macros in there. And yes, that includes carbs as well. 
So let's jump into each of the macros. My personal favorite macro, actually, it switches. But usually, and the OG favorite, <laughs> was and is protein. Now I'm gonna give you like the scientific definition of protein. Protein is a naturally occurring, extremely complex substance that consists of amino acid residues joined by peptide bonds. Now I'm gonna give you the fitness version and the way I like to think about it. Protein is building blocks of your body that help repair muscle. And basically what that means is it's what gives you the quote unquote toned look that turns fat into muscle. So I want you to think of when you're strength training, when you're lifting weights, what you're doing is actually breaking that muscle. So in order to repair it and to make it get stronger and give you that muscular look, you have to fuel your body with protein because that's what helps repair the muscle. So that's why protein is super, super important. And that's why a lot of people in the fitness field always always advocate for a high protein diet and to make sure you are getting an adequate amount of protein in daily. Protein has four calories per one gram and the estimated range you should be eating. So the standard is one gram per pound of body weight. What that means is if you are 150 pounds, you should be aiming to eat 150 grams of protein daily. If you are 130 pounds, you should aim to eat 130 grams of protein daily etc. I personally think, this is my opinion, it should be a little bit more and it also depends on your goals. So if you're looking to gain more muscle, I would recommend maybe 1.2 to 1.6 grams per pound of body weight. If you're looking to cut or maintain, I think around one gram of protein per pound of body weight is fine, but definitely nothing less because again, you need that adequate amount of protein and that's the adequate amount. Some examples of protein, I mean, there's so many, but I'm going to start with whole food sources. So those are things like poultry, chicken, turkey, beef. You have fish, seafood, such as salmon, cod, tilapia, tuna, shrimp, dairy, including milk, cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese. And if you are a non-meat eater, there is tofu and soy products out there. So those are your whole food sources. And I'm not talking about like dairy-free cheese or oat milk. I'm talking about legit full cow or whatever animal product, dairy products you're getting. And this may seem like a lot of food, but when you start tracking your macros, at least for me, I find it really hard to get in my protein daily because yeah, it's easy to get in if you have all these food sources, but the amount you have to eat is a lot because it's pretty calorie dense. Like I said, it's only four calories per one gram. So you're eating a lot throughout the day. And that's why, you know, fitness people have eight to 10 meals a day because we got to get our protein in. Um, I did also want to touch on protein powder really quickly. I like protein powder. I think it's great. At the end of the day, it is a supplement, keyword supplement. And while it's great that you have that source of protein to go to, it should not be the main source of where you're getting your protein from. And not only protein powder, I'm talking protein shakes, like those ready-to-drink ones, protein bars, protein cookies, things like that. Those are all great to have supplementally to your diet, but you really should not be relying on drinking 
like eight protein shakes a day and having 10 protein bars a day to hit your protein goals. They should predominantly come from these whole food sources. And I'm going to talk about supplements and everything in a future episode. But yeah, I mean, again, I don't hate protein powder. I love it. I have at least one scoop every day. But these are my personal top protein source recommendations. Okay, moving on to fats. The scientific definition of fats is a class of macronutrients used in metabolism called triglycerides. Basically, what fats do is give your body energy and support cell function. However, there are, like everything, good and bad sources of fat. The wrong fat can be unhealthy, which is your saturated and your trans fats. So just be on the lookout for those. And unlike carbs and protein, fats weigh in at nine calories per one gram. So one gram of fats has more than double the amount of calories that one gram of carbs and proteins have. And if you think about all the foods that are higher in fat, they're also higher in calories. So like your french fries, cookies, cakes, like these things have predominantly more fats and carbs in them and they're higher on the calorie rank. Not to say they're bad because, you know, we're all about balance here, like have the slice of cake, eat the cookie by all means, but just be aware that foods higher in fat have more calories. That's just how they are chemically. The estimated range that you want your fats in is about one-third. So one-third of your calories should be coming from fats. And it's a little tricky because fats add up very quickly. So that's also why I really emphasize tracking your macros because you can learn a lot about these different macronutrients and how they affect your body and how much you should be eating versus how much you're probably eating. So just be wary of that, that fats definitely can add up quickly without you even realizing. Um, some examples of fats are your oils, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, avocados themselves. Some fish are higher in fat, like your mackerel, sardines, salmon. And then with meat, there's different cuts of meat. So when you see a package of, let's say, ground beef, if it says 60-40, that means it's 40% fat. So if you're looking to really prioritize protein and lower your fat intake, I would opt for leaner cuts of beef, which would be 80-20, 90 Just being more conscientious of that, steak has a good amount of fat in it too. But again, same thing. You have sirloin steak, which is relatively lower in fat compared to like a T-bone. Other examples include seeds, like sunflower seeds, chia seeds, sesame seeds, etc., and peanut butter. I actually do want to talk about peanut butter for a while because I have some beef with peanut butter. Peanut butter has been marketed as being a good source of protein, but I'm going to tell you that it's actually not, and I will stand by this. I don't think peanut butter is a good source of protein. I don't think it's bad. I just, I wouldn't go to peanut butter for protein, and here's why. So a standard serving of peanut butter is two tablespoons or 32 grams. If you ever weighed out peanut butter on a food scale, you know that that is nothing. Like 32 grams really is not a lot of peanut butter. But here's my issue with it, is that it's advertised and people like to talk about it as a good source of protein. If you look at the nutrition label of standard peanut butter, it's gonna have about eight to 10 grams of protein. But if you look at the fats, it has 16 grams of fat. That is 
a good amount of fat for just two tablespoons of something. I mean, I know some meals themselves that have 16 grams of fat, not just two tablespoons of peanut butter. So just keep that in mind next time you want to aim to get your protein from peanut butter because while it's not a bad food and by all means I'm not telling you not to eat peanut butter because again we're all about balance here I eat peanut butter it's just it's not a good source of protein at only eight grams there is definitely much better sources of protein out there so just be wary of that and it also ranks in around 200 calories for those two tablespoons and again if you weigh it out you'll realize how small that portion is so just a little tidbit to keep in mind And finally, moving on to carbs. Carbs are literally life. Carbs are the best thing in the entire world. Don't at me. And if you don't think so, you're wrong. (laughs) I just love carbs. And I don't understand people who don't eat carbs or think carbs are the enemy because they're not. Let's talk about the definition of carbs. So there's three different types of carbs. There's your sugars, starches, and fibers. They're classified into simple or complex carbs depending on the food's structure. So let's go over those. Simple carbs are carbs that can be broken down quickly by the body. Things like fruit, milk, candy, syrup, etc. Complex carbs are found mostly in whole plant foods. They maintain natural fiber and fill your body with energy it needs. So those are things like whole wheat bread, quinoa, barley, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, oatmeal, etc. Your body breaks down carbohydrates into glucose and glucose or blood sugar is the main source of energy for your body's cell tissues and organs. So let's go back and talk about all of that. You've probably seen the trend that people are eating Rice Krispie treats before or during a workout. That's because a Rice Krispie treat has a good amount of sugar in it And that will be something like your simple carbs. So it's broken down quickly by the body. It gives you that quick boost of energy from those carb sources. So that's a little fun fact about the Rice Krispie Treat trend. And because your body breaks down carbohydrates as its main source of energy, that's why if you have ever done a low-carb diet like keto, you get such bad headaches. And I've tried it before like way, way back in the day. So I know exactly what you're feeling if you've done that. You feel tired and lethargic and you are cranky and you just want to not do anything and everyone pisses you off. And that's literally because you're taking away your body's main source of energy. So if you're taking away or significantly cutting out your body's main source of energy, what do you think is going to happen? Like you're not going to have energy. (laughs) And going back to the simple versus complex carbs, people emphasize to eat carbs before a workout. For this reason. Now, I personally work out at the ass crack of dawn in the morning. So my pre-workout meal is usually more of a simple carb, like fruit, jam on crackers, stuff like that, because I know it's going to go into my body and give me that quick bout of energy that I need. Other people, if you work out later in the day or you have more time in the morning before your workout, a great source of a pre-workout meal would be toast with a banana or a smoothie or oatmeal things like that that give you that long-term sustained energy so we talked about how carbs and proteins both weigh in at four calories per one gram and fat weighs in at nine calories per one gram we also said that if you want to get a general gist of 
how much of these macros you should be eating. You want about one gram of protein per body weight. And then one third of your calories come from fats. So carbs are pretty much whatever is left over. That's how many carbs you should be eating a day. And again, this varies from person to person. There's no set answer. That's just a general way to kind of gauge how much of what you should be eating. Now, again, I think macro tracking really, really helps. And it really benefits you to learn how much of these you should be eating. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So some examples of carbs. I mean, pretty much what we just said with simple and complex carbs. You have fruits, vegetables, whole grains like rice, quinoa, bread, pasta, potatoes, etc. And here's my issue with people who say that they avoid carbs or they're not eating carbs. Fruit and vegetables, those are carbs. So if you put a shitload of fruit and vegetables into a smoothie, you could potentially be ranking in a good 50 to 60 grams of carbs depending on how much you put in. And it's like... You're still getting carbs in. And it's not like carbs are bad for you. They're literally giving you energy. So I have always had a tough time relating to people and explaining to people the reason why you should not cut out carbs because I just feel like, and I could do a better job of this as a personal trainer and someone who's been doing this for a while. I know I could be better at explaining it, but I just cannot relate to people who say that they don't need carbs and that carbs are bad and whatnot because you're also like you're literally getting in carbs through your fruits and vegetables i mean i went to tropical smoothie one a few weeks ago and i got a smoothie that was lower on the calorie side i went to track it in macro factor and it said that there was about 100 grams of carbs in that one smoothie which is so mind-blowing to me because i could have probably went next door to the deli and got in a sandwich with a fraction of the carbs and been more satisfied than with a smoothie. So just think about that next time you consider going low carb or whatnot, because chances are you are probably still putting a good amount of carbs into your body. And also, again, we love carbs on this podcast. There's no reason to cut carbs out. Please don't think that you have to. Okay, moving on to the fourth macronutrient, alcohol. We all know what alcohol is. We all know how fun it can be. We all know how silly we can get, how we may not make the best decisions while we consumed it. But here's how it pretty much affects your macros, health, fitness, etc. And again, this podcast is literally called Weights and Wine. So we're promoting balance here. And this is by no means to tell you how to live your life and how to drink. This is just some science mixed in with my opinion. And yeah, so take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) So here's where alcohol gets a little bit tricky. It's not necessarily the alcohol itself. It's the behaviors you exhibit before and after drinking. While you're drinking too and post-drinking, you may not make the best food decisions. And again, this is just a general, general gist. I get like this too. When I'm drinking and I'm kind of towards the end of drinking, I'm starving. I'm not going to want to eat chicken, rice, and asparagus. I'm going to want a nice cheesy slice of pizza. And then, of course, in the mornings when you're hungover, you're not going to want a salad. You're going to want to eat that big, juicy burger with a large milkshake and a large order of fries with ranch and everything, which sounds so good right now. My mouth is drooling. Again, just understand that this is how alcohol kind of affects you in terms of your health and fitness goals. 
And while there's nothing wrong with having a night out, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, you should have these nights out and you should enjoy your life. If this is a constant, constant pattern, it's going to affect your health and fitness goals. If you're doing this a few times a week, it's harder to bounce back and to make these gains and to achieve any goal you may have health and fitness wise because of these decisions. And again, this is if you make decisions like this. If you're someone who can binge drink and wake up and be fine and go about tracking macros for the day, that's awesome. I'm talking about the general population. Obviously, if you're hungover and you go to the gym, it can affect your physical performance. I've had it happen to me where I've been hungover at the gym. I definitely wasn't repping out and doing a PR that day. I felt like shit. I just did not feel good. I'm pretty sure I laid my yoga mat down and just took a hot like five minute nap as well. But again, could you still go to the gym hungover? Absolutely. It may not be your best workout, but it's going to be a workout. And then with excessive drinking, you are obviously dehydrated. So you want to just hydrate back up in the morning. So there's nothing wrong with it. This is just the science behind it. And this is just the general population. What happens when you drink? It's happened to me. It still happens to me, despite me being in the fitness field for so long. But you know what? I'm not going to not go out one night because I'm worried about the side effects. I know that I live my life 80% super healthy, tracking my macros, getting my protein in, drinking my water, getting sleep, walking eight to 10,000 steps a day. So you should always enjoy that 20% when you go out. Now, when you're going out drinking, I am a believer in drink whatever the fuck you want, whatever makes you happy. But if you're conscientious about your health and fitness goals, here are some things I would recommend. Definitely your liquor, you want to kind of stick to vodka, whiskey, rum, gin. These are lower in calories. And then a mixer, like I love Diet Coke. You can do tonic water, water, like vodka water. I actually went to a bar the other week when I went out and I asked, I had a glass of water and I asked for some vodka in it, which don't ask me why, it was weird. And then the bartender was like, oh, are you going to put a crystal light in there? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, what? He's like, that's what girls have been doing now. Like they ask for vodka water and then they have their, I guess they bring their own crystal light packets, like that powdered stuff and they put it in. And I was like, I never thought about it, but it actually sounds like a genius idea. But yeah, if you're looking for a lower calorie option, there's that. Then you have other choices like skinny margaritas. There's light beers. I love Pinot Grigio. It's not the best option for me, but if I'm having one glass, maybe two, I'm fine with that. It's a little bit extra calories. It's fine. It's all going to balance itself out. Those extra calories are not going to make or break my health and fitness goals. So that's pretty much the gist of alcohol in relation to health and fitness. Okay, so the last segment of this podcast, we touched on what macros are, the basics of macros, examples, etc. Now I wanted to touch quickly on calculating your macros and why I really, really, really think everyone should try it at least once in their life. I'm not telling you to do it every day until the day you pass, but I think it will really benefit everyone to give it a try. The bottom line is that when you track your macros, it helps you make sure you're eating the right ratio of nutrients to reach your goals. And fitness goals are kind of broken down to three categories. You have your cutting phase, your maintenance phase, and your bulking phase. When you're cutting, you're looking to lose weight, so that's eating less than you're burning. If you're maintaining your weight, you're eating just as much as you are burning. And if you're looking to bulk, aka gain weight and gain muscle, you are eating more than you are burning. So by tracking your macros, you're able to hit these goals quicker 
with more of a strategic plan. Now, I'm fully aware that tracking macros and weighing out your food and looking at the numbers and stuff can lead to disordered eating. If you feel that is the case with you, I would definitely recommend reaching out to a professional for help with that. But I think for typical general population people, this is a great tool to use. Now, there's different apps that I've experienced, so I'm only going to talk about those. I know there is so many out there, but I really only used three for an extensive period of time in my life. So the first up is the most basic, my fitness pal. I really used to like my fitness pal at the beginning. I use it when I first got into health and fitness and tracking macros. When I used my fitness pal to help me track my calories, they put in kind of like a maintenance calorie, I'm pretty sure. And I'm not going to give numbers, but I remember eating and I remember my body started to get a little bit bigger, like in a good way. And it's what I wanted. And it's when I started to look pretty healthy. And when I started to look nice and muscular and toned and defined and all that stuff. I can shit talk my fitness pal a lot because it did help me at the time. But my issue is that their macros for me were so off. I mean, they were telling me to eat, I think like 90 to 100 grams of protein. And I was like, no, because I definitely don't weigh 90 to 100 pounds. And I knew I needed to be eating a lot more protein. And I just was not a fan of their ratios. So my fitness pal is free. There is a premium version you can buy that doesn't have ads and you can play around with more options. So I bought that about two years ago, I think. And I used it for about a year. And I was still not a fan. Like with that, it's easier because you can put in your own calories and macros and percentages and stuff. So it's a lot easier. But then you have to find, like you have to do an online calculator of what you should be eating and how much. So it's like a three-step process. I will say their database is huge. I mean, they have everything pretty much. Like I don't think there was a single thing I couldn't find there. But the one thing that I found that I really just did not like was when you put in a certain food, it would give you like a remark about it. So if it was something like a banana and you scanned it in or typed it in, it would have a note in green meaning good. And it would say something like, this food is high in potassium. And then if you typed in something like fries or whatnot, it gave you a note in red saying like, this food is high in blah, 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 blah. Which if we go back to talking about fats, there are bad fats. But again, it's all about balance. So if you're not eating saturated and trans fats, all the time and you have fries once a month you're gonna be fine but the fact that they still put those little notes in red i found very annoying and i don't don't know if you can like turn them off but that's my fitness pal i then tried carbon which is a macro tracking app from dr lane norton on instagram he is bio lane i like him as a person i think he's very informative i love his attitude i know some people don't but i think he just keeps it real and he comes off like an asshole but i like it (laughs) maybe because i'm an asshole but (laughs) i think he just keeps it real he doesn't bullshit with anything and he's like look this is what you have to do and that's it you know like figure it out (laughs) which i love it's very direct and listen it's how i am too like i always tell people i'm like if you are sensitive you cannot be friends with me like i am very straightforward i give it to you how it is every single friend i've had in the past who like thought i was mean or something like we just never got along and it's not being mean it's keeping it real and i realized that the past few months which is funny because the friends i have in my life and the ones i'm close with they understand me and they're like you know like you're gonna bullshit but like 
you keep it real. Like you tell us what we need to hear. And you know, it's just, that's how life is. So fun fact, if you are sensitive, we cannot be friends. (laughs) So carbon, it was relatively new to start off you have to purchase it. Like they don't give you a free trial or anything. So you have to buy the app itself. I believe it was $10 a month. I don't know if there was another option. That's the one I paid for. I didn't not like it. Like they had a coached version. So a coach gave you your calories. You were able to adjust if you wanted, let's say you knew you were going out on a Friday. So you can make that Friday. Like you could kind of swipe it up to give you more calories and then it would kind of make the other days go down if that makes sense so you're still getting your weekly amount of calories but you can spread it out however you want to which i thought was really cool because my fitness pal didn't do that i just didn't like the database on carbon and again maybe it's because it was newer at the time it didn't have a lot of stuff like even when i went to trader joe's and i would scan certain things it wouldn't come up so i'd have to manually put it in which is not the end of the world but it's tedious and annoying And especially if you're new to macro tracking, I'm sure it's going to be such a turnoff for you because it was for me and I was doing it for three years at the time. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't super into it. And yeah, I then was influenced by my friends from Stoked Athletics who have the No Longer Novice podcast to try the app Macro Factor and I can officially say I'm obsessed with Macro Factor. Here's what I like about them. So with every macro tracking app, they ask you a bunch of different questions like your health, fitness, your stats, things like that, so that they can give you the correct calories and macro breakdowns that you need to be eating daily. With Macro Factor, I found that they not only asked you like how many days and how long you work out, but they asked you what type of workouts you did, which is so interesting because obviously different workouts have different results and they equate to different calories being burned and things like that. But I also like that they went more in depth and they also asked you like what your specific preference is. So for me, I've just always loved carbs and i found that through trial and error my body responds really well to a higher carb diet so i'm able to make my diet on my app higher carb higher protein and lower in fat so that's what i've been doing and that's what just works for me again you have to find what works for you and you can play around with it for a few weeks just to get a gist of it I believe it's 80 dollars for the year but there is a code STOKED for a discount if you are interested in trying it out. And similar with carbon, you can adjust your calories based on the day. So if you know you're going to go out or you know you have a busier weekend, you can make those days higher in calories and then it'll bring everything else down. I use the coach version and I love the weekly check-ins. They give you a weekly adjustment if you need it. And it's so aesthetically pleasing with the different colors and stuff. And they show you your trend weight, which is interesting because I've always relied on the scale weight. So to be able to see my trend kind of going in the direction I wanted to has been really cool as well. I love it. I can't say enough good things about it. Their database is really big as well. And yeah, that's what I currently use now. I love that they adjust your calories every week and it's not by huge amounts. It's tiny, tiny throughout the week. They give you an estimated end date and you can play around with that as well. There's so many things on this app that you can play around with and adjust to you, which I really like. That is that on this episode. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something about macros and hopefully I influence you to give macro tracking a try maybe hopefully I want to start doing weekly favorites as well because I have so many products that I always want to tell people about but I always forget 
So this week, I have two favorite products, and they're going to be aligned with this episode. A food scale. I think it's a great tool just to kind of gauge and see how much you should be eating of a certain food. And also, again, going back to peanut butter, if you weigh out 32 grams of peanut butter on a food scale, you're going to be very surprised by how little it is. I recommend that. I'm not saying you have to. Just my recommendation. I love a good food scale. And I'm going to plug Macro Factor one more time because I think that is the way to go if you are looking to get into tracking your macros or just learn the basics about them. And there is a promo code STOKED you can use for that as well. So that is it for this episode. Next week, we will be talking about TikTok. We're going to talk about the toxic gym TikTok culture. So definitely stick around for that. That's going to be an interesting episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Neda, N-E-D-A, underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. And I'll see you next week. Have a great week.